Hi, this is Terry. Bridget and I are taking a two-week break, getting episodes ready for the launch of Season 5, which will begin May 29th. But please enjoy today's episode, which is a rebroadcast of our very first season in review. As we wrap up Season 1 of Giving Voice to Depression, we want to review some of the amazing, informative, and really authentic stories that have been shared on our podcast all in hopes of giving literal voice to depression to reduce stigma and ignorance and increase understanding and empathy about an illness that affects more than 350 million people worldwide. We began with Jose and his reminder that keeping secrets about your family's mental health history can cause unnecessary suffering. But I think it became clear to all of us how helpful and healthy it can be to be upfront and open about these sorts of things that even though some of it might be dark or scary or heavy, that since it is um, a truth in part of like a human experience and part of growing and figuring out how to <laughs> be a person, that it's worth sharing. Then my sister and podcast co-host Bridget shared about her recent dangerous experience going on a new antidepressant. I guess it's common. It was a full and complete immersion back into the darkness. And that lasted about four days. And Darker that was than the, it had been before you started absolute, taking it? Absolutely. So how dark was really dark? I wanted to be dead. Adele made it crystal clear that you don't have to have depression yourself to be affected by it. And hopefully... I'll get a text the next morning that she's alive and that he'll wake up the next morning and have had a fairly decent night. So, you know, then then we started all over again. <laughs> then we took a three-week look at stigma, its existence. Is there a stigma? Absolutely. It prevents us from getting where we need to be with depression. Stigma is alive and well in 2017. People are still discriminated against and they feel they don't have access to services. You still have the stigmas. You know, there's a lot of, um, like I said earlier, a lot of shame around it. The risks and consequences of stigma. Oh, there's so many problems with having the stigma. Obviously, the rate of suicide in teens. Even, I, I think, can dare to say of like some of these like instances of mass shootings. I would say... My whole life, I've never really told people that I had depression. Unfortunately, it took me getting to a place of desperation. And how the world would be a better place for us with more understanding and compassion. I think a reduction in stigma will be accompanied by increased community services. Having visibility and representation around an issue makes it more manageable. To take the stigma away would provide so many more opportunities to ask for help. We spoke with Jeff from the UK. He's focusing on reducing the stigma of mental illness in the workplace. I just want people in the working world to know that they've got the choice to put their hand up and ask for help if they're suffering from depression, anxiety, or bipolar. Just like feel they have that choice for any other illness. And an elementary school teacher inspired by the podcast is working to make her workplace a safer, less stigmatized place for students and staff dealing with depression and other mental health disorders. After talking with you and seeing your website and watching all of this conspire into this amazing thing, 
I reached out to my social worker at my school, my guidance counselor, my child psych, my gym teacher. I feel like the teachers need to know what to look for, when they should be concerned, and when it's serious. We then explored the tragedy of suicide from three different angles. Abe shared the heartbreak of losing a child by suicide. We, we, were, on a, we were on a train that was off the track, and we really had no... I mean, if you think of some guy sticking his foot into the gravel trying to stop a train, mm. uh, that would be how I feel. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I didn't know what to do for Abby. We didn't know what to do. We called out the cavalry, but it wasn't enough. Medi, who lost two brothers to suicide, talked about how suicidal grief is unique. I, I call that the what if prison. What if I would have reached out to them that day? What if I would have made sure they took their medication? What if I would have been a better mom, sister, aunt? Would that have made a difference? And Steve shared the lessons he learned surviving an overdose attempt. If you were hurting, if bad things are happening, if things are not normal, that you should talk about them. And if you don't have someone in your family to talk to, you should find a professional. You should find an unbiased third party and work through this stuff because otherwise it will kill you. Three experts then answered our most asked question, the difference between being sad and being depressed. I like to think of depression kind of as a parasite because it does all of the things to you that it needs to keep itself strong. The difference is one, there's usually a, a, a specific trigger that we can recognize. Two, it ends. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, depression does not. When somebody has a depressive illness, depression uh, syndrome, then that negative thoughts, negative feelings is basically is like a cloud hanging over your head, taking over everything you think and feel and do. Having defined depression, Sarah gave voice to its insidious and convincing voice. But instead of it going from, I feel disappointed, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, but I know that there's another day or there might be another opportunity, it goes straight into, I'm worthless, what's the point? Or if I don't get this thing, I'll never get everything I need, which means I'll be a failure, which means I should just go die. And finally, Lisa and Isabel opened up about pregnancy-related depression. You know, I know the conversation around postpartum depression has changed a lot in like the last 10 years, and people are more aware of that. And I hope that people can continue to be even more aware of that and also to be aware of that depression can happen during pregnancy. That when I see other moms, I'm like, can we, I want to shake you and be like, what's going on with you and how hard is it for you? How are you for real? If you'd like to hear the episodes in their entirety, check out our website at givingvoicetodepression.com. You can also listen to the episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Terry, this first season has just been filled with such deep, raw emotion, and I am so filled with gratitude that I get to do this with you, who I love so much. And that we are being entrusted with people's, um, you know, most deep and tender and often private moments. It's just a huge honor. And I hope we can continue to do another season. I do, too. 
Thank you for everyone who's listening and reach out to us so we know you're there. And be patient with yourself and your depression. But also try to kick it in the butt. <laughs> but also kick it in the fee, honey. <laughs> Bye, Bridge. Bye, Terry. <laughs> If any of the episodes really resonate with you, you can listen to them in their entirety where you're listening to this one or on iTunes, SoundCloud, or a number of other places. Thanks again, and we'll be back soon.